What's going on, baby? It's the morning hustle with L'Oreal and Kyle Santillian. <laughs> Yo, and we're about to have a good time. I can already feel the energy in the room. New movie coming out June 16th, The Blackening. Yes. And we have the cast of The Blackening and the writer of The Blackening mm-hmm. in the studio this morning to talk to us about it. We'll go ladies first. Nah, okay? she came in here wilding. We can't. Have- <laughs> <laughs> oh, you're not coming here with that. Shanika from the motherfucking Black and yeah. You better come yeah. see that shit on you and good night. Merry Christmas. <laughs> All right, we came in hot this morning. Yes, Hi, I'm Antoinette Robertson. I play Lisa in The Blackening. Uh, yeah. Uh, what up? I am Dwayne Perkins. I play Dwayne, uh, and I co-wrote the movie. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And you on strike? I on strike. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Last but not least. What's up? I'm Melvin Gregg, and I play King in the movie. That's what's Ooh. up, man. Okay. <laughs> oh, I didn't even do that one. Yo, what's going on? Yeah, I like it. Yes, sir. Feel free to pull that mic closer to you guys. It's the morning hustle. Okay. Yeah, hi, you feel us? Now, I... this movie is hilarious. Yo. We just got to start right there as soon as it starts. Yeah. yeah. Come on. From the beginning. And let me tell you, so I've always been a fan of the parody movies, like a scary movie. Right. And this is kind of putting me in the same mind frame because it's a horror comedy film. That's right. Did y'all have any films that y'all looked up to? Back like back then, that was kind of in a parody space. That that was your favorite, and which one would you say it was? Well, I I wouldn't say this is a parody. Uh, it's more so satirical. It mm. goes against tropes. It's not us trying to be funny or being goofy or silly over the top in the ways that scary movie was. Mm-hmm. It was hilarious. Yeah. But these are real people um, responding in an honest way to typical tropes that we see um, in movies where there's a a uh, majority white cast so they, they react a little different than we react. Yeah. So, um, this yeah. is the type of movie where you'll feel seen when you're watching it. You're going to relate to one of the characters. Mm-hmm. You're going to see us screaming the same shit. you screaming at the screen. Yeah. You know what I mean? So it's, it's, it's a different type of experience. But it is satirical in a, in a uh, space that it goes against typical tropes. Yeah. So let's set the stage because the movie takes place and we always know in a lot of horror movies, right, if there is one black character, that black character gets killed first, right? Immediately. Immediately, right? Uh-huh. So this kind of plays with that thought in mind. And you have a group of friends that are hanging out in the cabin. The killer shows up and when everybody's black, well, you can't kill the black character first, right? Yeah. right. Yeah. Thus, the whole conflict begins for the movie, yeah. right? Yeah. Yep, yep, and I yep. loved how it started with the blackest. Who's the blackest? Because that's who's got to go, right? So out of y'all and who y'all was snapping on said, of course, I'm sure y'all had plenty of jokes. Who would you say is the blackest of oh. all of y'all? Man. <laughs> you know, I think that is the point of the movie yeah. that we don't have an answer. Exactly. How do you quantify blackness? How my do you? How uh, do you? You cannot, and um, and you'll see how we tried. When you go see the movie on right. June 16th, I don't want to give away too much. Yeah. But it's funny because we just recently seen an argument in race, right? And that was between Amber Rose and Jocelyn Hernandez, the whole thing and their whole argument. why are the light skins? Why are we fighting? (laughs) (laughs) We need each other. We're too sensitive. We can't take it. I think that's what the problem is. 
problem is she's like, well, Amber, you're not identifying as a black woman, and I identify as a black woman. Jocelyn? Yeah. Uh, Jocelyn. The baddest puta. Yes. She the identifies Puerto as a Rican black princess when did identifies she, as, as a black woman. Black when, did, woman. Uh, when did this come about? Uh, a Puerto Rican princess and good. black woman. Okay. This is, this is as of, okay, this is as of recent. Maybe yeah, she's yeah. vying for a black role or yeah. something because that's what other Latinos have done, um, which is a problem. But Amber Rose, I've always known her to be a black woman and has said that. I actually met her when I worked at TSA. She's so soft. She mm-hmm. smells so good. Um, <laughs> they actually got a quote of her saying she doesn't identify herself as a black woman. Oh, wow. Yeah. When she was dating Kanye, she, yeah. that's all that's what I, I knew. Yeah. Well, that's yeah. what the whole conflict between them came But I don't from. like, why is a non-black woman talking to a Puerto Rican about blackness? That's what this I mean. This is insane. Yeah. Exactly. Crazy. They both what? need to go see the movie. <laughs> 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 now, let me stay with you it. for a second, Dwayne, because this movie uh, comes from um, a skit uh-huh. that you had. <laughs> a sketch. That's yeah. the word I was looking me. for. A sketch that Y'all's you had written. Y'all fooling us this morning. No, we, like you know, we, think we need to get the right words. That's, That's right. right. A sketch that mm-hmm. you had written prior. The sketch itself was maybe something that took place about five years or so ago. Yes. And then uh, from there, you guys developed this into a full-length movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, talk a little bit just about what was the original idea? What made you even come up with the sketch before we even get to the movie version? Uh, yeah, I was in an all-black sketch show in Chicago, and we needed an Shout opening. Shout out to the shy. Shout out hey. to the shy. Uh, and we needed an opening sketch, uh, and it was all black people. And I was like, oh, what is something that is funny with all black people? And I love horror. And I was like, oh, if we were all in a horror movie, uh, which one of us would die first? And I was like, oh, we are black. So <laughs> there, there would have to be some kind of system to determine who's the blackest. And I was like, oh, boom, there's the premise. That's mm-hmm. the premise. Uh, and then we, yeah, we, my uh, improv group, 3P, we filmed it for Comedy Central. Uh, then it went viral. And Tracy Oliver, who wrote Girls Trip in Harlem on uh, Amazon, she saw it. And she literally just called me and was like, this should be a movie. Yeah. And I was like, girl, you know better than me. <laughs> um, and then, you know, jump to now. There's a whole ass movie coming out June 16th. Yeah. yeah. And y'all do touch on everything. But one thing I do say, I seen on social that y'all have your confessions, right? Yeah. Uh-huh. And things that like maybe might make you kind of uh, get your black car revolt. Mm-hmm. Now, um, I'm not going to lie. Yours made me laugh because I actually would have thought that you were with the white woman because when I see <laughs> well, explain it for the why, people that have seen it. Why? Antoinette, talk, I mean, do you want to speak to that? <laughs> we would think that black men who we just love us with a white woman. It, it seems like a system. No, nah, that was personal. Uh, she she said she would have thought that I was with a white woman. 100% because you are a black man that has reached a certain level of success and more oftentimes than not you guys get a new nigga starter pack and you get a new white woman with your Ferrari. So it was a shocker which I love. Shout out to Bobby. I love Melvin's wife. Um, <laughs> that you were with the black woman. And I think that's what is so funny about the joke because that's not common. That's actually a shocker. Yeah. So yeah, that, no, yeah, that is, is it. Is that why? It's or, that, or something about me says why No, you know what? It's not even just that. I think sometimes your roles, you do have white women as your, your counterpart. The, the thing about that is I don't cast the roles. You know what I mean? I just show up and I just like, agree to it. be like, this is your wife. And I can't be like, nah, I need a black woman. I'm not in that position in my career. I'd be like, I'm happy to be here. Right? Like, cool, that's my wife. All right, whatever. Come on, Becky, let's go. <laughs> we working. They cut the check, Melvin. You ain't never got to apologize for your paper. <laughs> you get your motherfucking money, period. Sorry, I'm cussing a lot. Is this, I know okay. they say the morning cussing. Yeah, yeah it's no, the morning no. cussing. It's going to be a lot of blanking out on. But. 
<laughs> so what's something that we didn't see on the confessional that you probably are hiding deep down inside that you like, if people find out this about me, they gonna be right. They gonna they get gonna me. Cause that five right. heartbeat one, I ain't gonna lie. That five heartbeat yeah, one hurt that? my soul. Yeah, hurt my soul. Yes. Cause he, he heard us on the side screaming, "What?" I heard y'all, and he looked like if they rebooted it, he could be one of the, you know, five heartbeats. So if you want to get the yeah. right, and you know, uh, all right. <laughs> That's why you gotta write that uh-huh. in your head for later. Somebody got I know it's you, Antoinette. I mean, I can't I can't cornrow and I love country music. Oh my god. You should have died first then, because Y'all should have reversed it. And how did be the white people die first? They let low key that make you white on the inside. Oh man, listen, we can't quantify blackness. Shania Twain goes off. She does. You know, yeah, Shania Twain does. Yeah. I know it, but like I don't like it. See, Shania Twain goes off. I feel I like I love anything with soul that's authentic. Yeah, I like, I like that. I like that. It yeah, is yeah. what it is. When I was young, yeah, a black yeah. girl who likes to ski and I like yeah, country. Yeah, I would say that. Let's talk about it. Let's talk about it. Skiing. Quickly, let me say this really quickly. I feel like in 2023, a lot of the things that typically growing up people would say black people don't do, a lot of that's out the window. It's out I the feel window. Like we doing what we want to do. Yeah. I feel like a lot of times it was just a lack of exposure. Right. You know what I mean? Yes. A lot of times we could do anything, we could do everything, and it's not yes. like we have interests that are like bounded by being black. It's Correct. Just like, like I went snowboarding for the first time when I was like 20. I had never been snowboarding. I was the only mm-hmm. black person on the trip. Right. Yes. Broke my leg. But mm-hmm. since then, I've gone back a few times. <laughs> right. And I love it. You know that was when you used to date white girls. Exposed to it. <laughs> <laughs> hey, 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 there are so though. many fun things that you miss out on when people put you in a box yes. and tell you can't do yeah. that. Exactly. Like, I'm yes. the one that's like, oh, yo, yeah, let's go whitewater rafting. And they're like, wait, girl, I'm going to get my hair wet. You'll be fine. You'll, You'll be okay, right? Let's go skiing. Let's have fun. Let's have new experiences. That's how I feel about being gay. Like, just try it out. (laughs) (laughs) You don't like it. You never know. You never know what it is that you're going to get. Don't put yourself in a box. You're not living yourself, baby. Out of the box and touch a dick. What happens, though? Come out of the box or out of the closet. Whatever you want to do. Happy pride. Yes, happy pride. Don't put this in a whole other direction. But what happens, though, is we see it all the time. Every every time, every time there's something that black people don't do, we end up coming back later and dominating in that particular thing. You know what I'm saying? So there was a time when it wasn't Venus and Serena mm-hmm. or there was a time where it wasn't, you know, the black hockey players that are out there dominating mm-hmm. the game right now yeah. things right. of that nature. So I don't know, just from this movie, it just brings up those thoughts and I would like to encourage everybody, like, yo, if it's mm-hmm. something you want to do, don't be held back by yeah. saying, yo, black people don't do that. Like, we're dominating yeah. gymnastics. Yes. We're dominating figure skating. Yes. There are all these things that, like, yeah. black people don't, I mean, we, you don't get exposed to because it's like, you know, think about money wise like exactly. whose parents have that kind of money to F- like F- have them driving. in this nigga's historic yeah. what yeah um Lewis Hamilton yeah. he's like he a historical F1 driver the most wins out of oh, anybody wow. he's like Michael Jordan of that shit and a lot right. of us don't even know so only wow. like two black race car drivers exactly. and he's one of them he's by so, far the yeah. best Ever. Exactly. I want to shout like, out to y'all for doing show. something, though, that I had to do before when um, I ain't had no juice in the house. And that's mixed the Kool-Aid with the liquor. <laughs> now, I thought nobody Same. else ever did that before. You got to do what you got to do. <laughs> so I, when I seen that, I felt so heard and seen. And there was so many times in the movie where, like, the O'Reilly part, you know. Oh, we, my God. We just did a screening yesterday. 
And when that part comes up, I looked at Dwayne, the way that it was like a resounding, like orchestra sound of people singing O'Reilly's yeah. auto parts. And I, I was, was sitting like, in the wow. house and I was singing, I was watching a screen about myself and I was like, auto parts. And I'm like, <laughs> it is shocking. Yeah. Like, I remember writing that and thinking like, this is funny to me. Yeah. Is this even like a national brand? Like who's going to know this? Right. And every screening, I just saw such a universal like commonality. Yes. Like, oh, we all are very different yet live a very similar life because mm-hmm. it's just like the experiences that we have. That is one of my favorite parts. So yeah. I do want to ask that because you wrote that in, but how many lines were more so improv? Because all of y'all are funny, talented, so mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure once y'all got into the mold, you just kept going and it probably was hard to turn off. Excuse me, we're very serious <laughs> actors. We're trained. Excuse me, I'm I'm Method Uta Hagen. Um, I read a line in her book, okay? okay? So I've done a lot of training. We worked very hard, Antoinette, right? I've never improvised. <laughs> <laughs> Antoinette, say that. Say that. Say that. Don't lie to the people. <laughs> Don't lie to the people now. Really, like, the, the framework was there. The yeah. script was so brilliant. And then we also have one of the writers who's mm-hmm. also a producer are on set acting right. with us yeah. who's like y'all go off like if if how would you say it and so because all of these people are exceptionally talented in what they do we just kind of bounced off of each other in a way that like literally we've been describing it as lightning in a bottle like yeah. it didn't make sense to like meet people get along this well yeah. for people who usually don't really like people but like for us yeah. to like vibe and then like improv on top of each other it's just it's as magical as you see it on screen is how it was in person it feels super authentic right and then going back to something that you were saying Dwayne because all of you guys are from different cities different parts of the country Mm -hmm. right and I say this all the time like I'm somebody that at this point in my life I've lived in five different places right Mm -hmm. and I felt like it's never really been difficult to me to adapt to whatever the place is all Mm -hmm. every place has its individual things about them Mm -hmm. but us as black people have so many commonalities it's like it really doesn't even matter like if Mm -hmm. you can get in where you fit in you're gonna be all right yeah Mm -hmm. so what was it about you guys that was a common commonality between you all coming from different cities and being together on this film Mm -hmm. uh one thing that I found very interesting was I think a lot of us personally as actors related to a lot of what the experiences of the character Right. So we found a lot of ourselves within it. And so it just really resonated in a very real way. And we all got something very, very needed from Mm -hmm. from doing this. And there's not many. Honestly, there's not. Yeah, there's not many opportunities where you get to work with like an all black creative team an all black cast. So there was just like a vibe on set Mm -hmm. that I think we were all very grateful to be a part of because it felt Mm -hmm. special because of those circumstances. Um, and I think that created the best work within all of us because we loved what we were doing. We were very grateful to be able to showcase ourselves in a way that systemically we often are not allowed to because we're often put in boxes by how people perceive us. But this was us actively being like, here's a stereotype, here's a trope, here's an archetype that you think that you know. And then the entire movie is breaking that down to force people to think that like, we are not who you think we are. Yeah. We are who we tell you who we are. Right. So right. just watch and listen. Yeah. And that's how you grow. Yeah. I like that. I like that. Wait, <laughs> you can send your tithes and offerings. I'm telling you. Venmo, uh, a victorious Venmo, Dwayne Perkins. One. Yeah. Yes. But you didn't miss a beat. Like certain things that I even thought while I was watching a movie, well, I was like, why don't I just open the door? Like, open the door. Oh, it's open. Like things like that. And I'm like, you not one thing did you just let go. It, it was 
literally brilliant. And I think yeah. that that's why you can say that because you hit everything. And then even parts where I think wasn't supposed to be so funny. Like, I don't want to tell too much, but when you got hit with the arrow the second time, I literally started laughing out loud because I was like not expecting it. You know what I mean? And it was just like y'all nailed it on every sense yeah, of the word. For sure. A black cast. For sure. I love that. Sure. Everybody except for like one person, right? I mean, y'all had a half a white person in there. <laughs> Was that because y'all had to? Yeah. We the black delegation. I, I feel like when I, was watching it, when I was watching it yesterday, I, I realized that white person was kind of <laughs> plug and play the way that we typically are in tropes. Yeah. Because yeah. we needed somebody to trap us in a way that we couldn't get out. Yeah. You know what I mean? We needed somebody to put us in those situations because we wouldn't typically get in those situations on our own. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. But we also talk about the biracial experience in a way that I don't think we've ever seen before mm -hmm. because when we get to the part of like who's the blackest and who we need to sacrifice, it's interesting how when that is happening, when the biracial person comes into play, we want to talk about them being a whole ass black person. Right. Right. But it's like, oh, we're always roasting them and talking about like, oh, I know you want extra mayonnaise on your sandwich. You know? Yeah. But it's just like, oh, when the most convenient time comes for us to do this it's interesting yeah. how us as black people will want to label them as a whole black person when it's convenient all the time but we talked about that truth, today though, yeah we were talking about that just because of the whole conversation with amber rosen but mm -hmm. you know i've never really um personally my view on that is i've never really abided by that like my whole thing was in this country you know what i'm saying if you are mixed and you're gonna get treated like a black person you know what mm -hmm. i mean so I'm going to accept you as a black person. We know person. the rule, you one drop. What did what they That's say? Like one drop, wrong. right? And That's then, all you needed. And when we look back at some of our most, um, most uh, respected leaders, you know what I'm saying? A lot of them... Was mixed. It was mm -hmm. Bob Marley, they, Barack they, Obama. We, we be we behind a we behind a, a chip. We behind a chip on our shoulder. We be feeling like we gotta you know what I mean. We gotta stand up and claim our blackness. But I will say every black experience is different. Yeah. Sure. and it is based on like complexions as well. I can't say that my experience as a black man being light skinned is the same as a dark skinned man or same. a light skinned woman that. and a dark skinned woman. But I will say from the outside looking in, we all black. That's yeah, what I'm we get saying. over. We all black. We all black. But, all black. but then so there are like, some people like you have the Mariah Careys and the Meghan Markles of the world who did talk about their experience that the way that they show up in the world it was not always viewed as black. So that is like a conundrum that they have to reckon with because they're like, I know that I'm black. When I show up to the world, I'm not treated as that. Right. So they feel like they don't have a right to even say that. Mm. That's and the then crazy we get, thing. Yeah. We get yeah. upset when they say that they're mixed, but that's not a flex. That's a fact. Right. Yeah. So Meghan Markle walking through the world is not going to be treated like Antoinette. And even though I am a black woman, I'm still light-skinned. Mm. My name is Soshi. Yeah. I'm half Mexican. I get the privilege of somebody being like, what does that mean? And it's right. exotic and all mm -hmm. that. That's a privilege, but I'm also a, a big woman. So that's another, you know, so I think it's so nuanced and so layered, yeah, which is why you need layered. to come see sure. the black and We're constantly yeah. defending ourselves. Damn it, we're black yes. and we're all together and yeah. we got to stop dividing that. Yeah. Well, that's what I think it is because it's a divide and conquer situation. Yeah. Yeah. That's why the tagline is we cannot die first like that is a, right. a statement of resilience yeah. a community it's been like yeah we are together and I'll be real out here. when yeah. we need to we do too we do <laughs> that's right. but I hate right. that it's when we need to because yeah. we need yeah. to every day you mm -hmm. know what I mean when we stand up for each other we stand up together we're always stronger so when we let all that other stuff the money well he's rich he's poor she's light skin he's dark skin he's big she's no we all black that's and right. we all in this that's together right. 
yeah. I think we growing not to get too deep into all of that shit, but it's like we're the youngest culture in the world. Like we only been free for like less than 200 years and right. still dealing with systemic mm-hmm. oppression and racism mm-hmm. and all yeah. of that shit designed to hold us back. So mm-hmm. it's like we fight against a lot and we still mm-hmm. growing. We still young in this, but to come as far as we have in such a short time is, is yeah. agree. This, this is, is why like we they need have to start support. abandoning yep. certain 100%. ideas and certain yeah. notions that sure. were embedded within us from our oppressors. Do you know what I'm right. saying? Yeah. Like, right. The, the notion of separation, se- separating us by color was to let us know that we weren't as powerful as we were, that we didn't have the majority. Mm-hmm. Like, have us fight within each other, have division there yeah. so that we can't unify ourselves. I feel like it's mm-hmm. 2023. We, we it. really and need to what, abandon those notions. And what yeah. happens when you unify? You maybe can survive. And you'll see us survive. Go see the black in You have to support our own. Man, listen, man. We want everybody to go check out the movie because Mm -hmm. the vibe that we have in the studio, they're going to catch that vibe on the screen. And they're hilarious. And it makes me think like with the Little Mermaid being black, right? Mm -hmm. It was certain countries that they stood together and was like, we not watching this because she's black. That's crazy. So that's how we need to look at things and be clear we're going to stand behind this because right. we're black. And it's, it's going to be more black movies the more we stand behind it. So y'all say, don't use the Amazon stick or whatever. Right. Go out. Go, go outside. Go get your Do not soul plane our shit. <laughs> do not do that. And hey, this movie was made by us, but it's for who? Everybody. Everybody. There we go. There Yo, we go. thank you all for coming today, man. This conversation <laughs> has been amazing. We wish you all the best. Thank the Blackening you. in theaters, June 16th. Y'all make sure y'all go see it, man. Hey. It's going to be amazing. Hey. 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 We love the bell, everybody. <laughs> I want to give them one out. I got you. I got you. Give me your P.O. box. I'm going to show you. <laughs>